Good afternoon, everyone. Hope you're good. Hope you can hear me. I'm Jack Chu. This is Chewing It Over. 12.30 till 1 o'clock weekdays. And we've had a hell of a... We've had a run of some great episodes. And you guys are chomping through them. It always surprises me because we've got such a frequency with Chewing It Over that it always amazes me when we have these big spikes in traffic for it because we know that we're putting a lot of content out there and we are expecting it to go into smaller subgroups and pockets of those that are interested in the specifics and that's fine that's what it's intended for but over the last two episodes on fcp with finn robinson yesterday and then then claire minchel on wednesday about snc and about her new course we've had like on each of those episodes it's been like 1500 people have, have listened to that within 48 hours um and so you guys are clearly enjoying this this content and i really thank you for for joining us it's made me quite reflective because we hit the landmark of 200 and stuff but um a lot of the feedback from you including on our survey our physio matters survey that we did which i'll tell you more about in the coming weeks um you guys are wanting and more of this and enjoying it and uh, so if you've got any other feedback then please do keep it flowing but thank you so much for engaging with this material and and those that tune in live which is obviously smaller than those big numbers but but um the interaction has been has been really i'm really enjoying it and one of the things that i especially love is i get to talk on a relative frequency with some of my favorite thinkers in this space and some people that we as an industry are so lucky to have i mentioned on wednesday about the fact that claire minchel is a research scientist in strength and conditioning flexing into the therapies market today's episode not dissimilar our financial go-to uh, advisor across our business in obi hassan clarity transformations is someone that we're just so lucky to have thinking in this direction right that, that is flexing his expertise and caring about small ventures and entrepreneurship within the therapies industry we're so lucky to have him and, and on a regular basis we have him on chewing it over to speak to some of his expertise and the timing of this is obviously really prescient because we've got therapy live business coming up in just a few days now it's two weeks away um 18th I'm trying to remember now. I should know this off the top of my, top of my head, right? It's 18th, um, so let me get that back up on screen. 18th, Saturday, 18th of September. And so get your tickets because it's just ticking over. The 1,000 tickets have gone, which was what I was going to cap it at. Michael Schumacher said, no, I want 1,500. He persuaded me. So there are still tickets available, but it looks like that's going to sell out, which is amazing. So a load of clinic owners and interested entrepreneurs in our space trying to upskill at a time where the market, the industry, the nation needs it, right? We need therapy business owners to be able to step up, bolster their services and offer quality care through the private sector uh, and the independent sector more broadly. And so I'm really excited to be putting this show together for you and with you. And very much front and center in that program is Obi Hassan and Clarity Transformations, our partner in the finance space. So I'm really glad that Obi can join me and joins me on a regular basis for these Finance Friday episodes. So thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And thanks to Lita for letting me know that you can hear me loud and clear. Um, she said before I asked, she knew I was going to say it, didn't she? She's always there helping. Uh, Talita, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. But without further ado, hopefully, here is Obi. Obi, can you hear me? Uh, hi, Jack. Hi, everyone. Yes, brilliant. Thanks again for joining me. So I was just saying about how obviously we, we have a chat in various different formats and contexts but i love having you on the show in part because i do really feel that that out of industry insight that you're then applying to our industry is really valuable and i think that's what you're going to be bringing to bear again on this therapy live business show is then you've now got this really 
heady mix of your legacy experience and and wisdom that comes from financial work in various different formats but then the application of that you've just developed more and more insights into our into our industry so one of the things i wanted to just start off with is tell us a little bit about the sessions that you're going to be speaking at at therapy live business and and maybe if you could just give us insights into what what are your sort of what, what are your um I guess, what have you seen from the industry at large that you feel are our obvious pain points, our gaps, are the common themes that keep coming up, if you would? Yeah, thanks, Jack. Um, I'm really excited to be part of the Therapy Life Business Show. And you know, I've been very lucky over the last uh, uh, couple of years to be involved in about five or six uh, uh, businesses now in the industry and entrepreneurial businesses, which has been uh, very, very exciting because I work with large healthcare organizations, NHS and so forth, but you know, also I've worked with a lot of entrepreneurial companies and looking to and seeing them grow is is really, really fantastic. And, and and there's a lot of the principles in finance now that I've applied there to help them really do that and grow further, especially in fact taking opportunities of the times, challenging times we found ourselves, but actually there's been a lot of good opportunities for businesses to actually start growing. So within Therapy Live, I mean there's two themes that I'm focusing on and I think we could talk about expand on that a bit today essentially one is strategic finance if, if we really want to because uh, finance isn't just about the accounting side of it accounts and accounting side mostly just looks at previously what's happened and counts the beans if you like or once a year tells you what, what it's done what I'm talking about is if you want to grow a business it is about actually thinking about the money in a strategic way to say how do I as a business person as a clinician uh, offer great value for money, great quality, make money, and also give myself a good and my my staff a good lifestyle to go with it. And to do that, it will work. You have to work smarter, and to work smarter is not the same thing as working harder. Because most successful business owners find they reach a crunch point where they're completely maximized and burning themselves out and there's nowhere else to go but because the business relies so much on them being involved both clinically and administratively it takes a very heavy toll on themselves their private and everything else and they, 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 they reach a point where they can't grow beyond so therefore that is where the disciplines of good financial advice business-oriented financial advice and understanding how you can more smartly use your time and your business and your people um, supported by an insight and the insights isn't just gut feel you need something more uh, robust than that and that is where finances you can scenario those different things through your understanding what what happens if you change how much time you spend in the business what happens to the money that you take what happens to the profits if you take if you use contractors more than if you use employees for example what happens if you offer more retention bonuses to people to keep them given recruitment is such a big issue uh, in this how do i utilize my clinics and so forth uh, and how does that impact my profits and cash and um, and how does that help me grow that's the sort of questions that strategically thinking about finance gives you. And it's always forward looking rather than backward looking, helping you to plan forward and then uh, continue to grow from that. So that's the one thing on strategic finance. And how do you do that? That I'll talk about more on um, therapy live business. Uh, and, you know, we can touch on that today as well. The second thing I would, I would do that I'm running a, a, um, a um, keynote session where I'm actually taking you through the technique of how do you make that happen? How do you actually hang that on some um, that strategic thinking. How do you actually do that? And that's something on cash. What I call forecasting. 
uh, and forecasting, which is financial forecasting on the back of a business model and business planning, because uh, a forecast should never be a financial forecast, should never be built, as I always say, in isolation to the business model that you're operating. So you've got to work out the business model, then build a financial forecast on top. So it emulates in money terms what the business is doing. And then you, you, you decide, right, if I make these different adjustments to the business that I want to make, I want to take myself out of the business and work on the business more rather than in the business all the time. I want to hire more people to do that. What does that financially mean to me? And how can I do that? How long will it take? And, 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 and you can start making strategic decisions. And I'll go through how that financial forecasting works and the models behind it um, that you can uh, employ in your business, which are not difficult to do if you have somebody guiding you. And more importantly, how you use those with good financial advice to drive your business forward. Brilliant. No, that's great. And I definitely think we want to definitely get sort of stuck into some of those things in, in the short term we've got today. But I'm looking forward to seeing you unpack them. It's definitely, obviously, we've worked together a while now, but still, when I have attended your presentations, it's amazing when you bring that detail to bear, that can sometimes really help a penny to drop as an owner to realize some of the gaps that you've, you've, been, you've been missing. There's, there's another session that you're not involved in, but you contributed to when we were talking about doing a therapy live business, obviously the people like you, Joe Turner, Andy Hosgood, Phil Badley, that everyone's sort of throwing ideas around. And, and one of the things that you mentioned to us, which we've now got an accountant to deliver a session on, which is the role of accountants in therapy businesses. But one of the things that you has been really interesting for me to have heard your reflections on has been that when speaking to clinic owners, that role that of their accountant has varied widely, that, that the costs have varied widely, that, that they don't really, as owners, understand and, and have a, an expectation managed well there, it seems. Just wondering if I could just ask your your take on that side of things, uh, as well as that being your background from what I understand, you know, before you went into sort of the financial advice and, and, and growth management stuff that we work with on together, that is your background, isn't it, in, in accountancy? Yeah, so my background was, uh, has been in accountancy, but of course my practicing experience has actually been in running businesses sure. and, and healthcare, uh, because uh, finance for me has always been a way of doing things. So it's a yardstick of measurement of what you're doing in your business. And it measures not only the money, it actually measures the atom of quality of service you're delivering to your customers, okay. the retention, how, you, how you're treating your staff. The, the yardstick of measurement is simply financial, but if you know how to look at it in the right way and measure it in the right way, it becomes a real, it really paints a picture, but in hard financial terms. So that not only do you know your business from the business model, your activity drivers on how many people have I got and what, you know, how many staff I've got, what do I pay them and so forth. But it paints the picture of what are the financial implications if you start making some business decisions that change that. Uh, and the biggest thing I come across growing businesses and business owners is I'm, they're maxed out to the capacity. They need to step back to work on the business to grow it, but they're fearful of losing income in doing so. What is the way to do that? There's also the risk of at what point do you take on staff rather than contractors? At what point do you expand and buy another clinic? And at what point do you raise finance to do so? Uh, and how should you raise it? Those are the critical questions that you need to do. And you can sort of work your way on, fumble your way through it and get lucky. But isn't it much better if you're a really serious, ambitious business owner? You need to think strategically. There are ways you can plan that. There's ways you can uh, uh, um, scenario that, minimize your risk, plan it, and execute it in the in, in the most efficient way. 
that do you feel is is that being done well and do the clinic owners that you speak to feel that they have been able to get those key things answered by their yeah. existing account yeah no that's the good question and i think really the the, the, the undertone in my messaging is that it's usually it's just not the expectation people have of their accountants and most accountants what they do is do compliance because by law you're supposed to do the accounts at the end of the year and do your tax returns that is really just compliance that is not what i'm talking about which is strategic finance strategic finance accountants traditional accountants do effectively do compliance that's what they do and there's and it has to be done there's lots of business to do so because legally you have to do it but a good financial advisor which is different to an accountant you had you need to be financially trained absolutely like i've been you need to be a business person and you need to be an entrepreneur and in because i worked in the healthcare industry there's more than that for healthcare people we have a certain mindset about of course yeah. Care, yeah what, what we deliver that's what's important. And then how do you then use finance to deliver more of those things that are important to you in terms of, you know, money is just one part of it. Um, but growing and employing more people, delivering great value of service uh, is another. And strategically, when you think about that in a financial way, you can model that in, in forecasting, make decisions and decide where you're going to invest and how you're going to invest in growing those things. So your money grows, the quality of care that you deliver grows, um, uh, and also your own personal lifestyle is able to adjust to it. So I'll give you a typical example. So yeah. I'm working with the, 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 the five different businesses I've been working with over, over, the, uh, over the last 18 months now. Uh, all going through this issue, all growing, uh, even even or lockdown has obviously slowed things down, but it allowed people to 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 think about what they wanted to do as things start opening, and, and it, things are coming back with a vengeance now. Um, and recruitment is the biggest issue, retention biggest issue, uh, utilization capacity big issues, and and so what what am I helping them do? So what we've done is not just said, oh, what have you been doing over the last twelve months and so forth. Yes, that's important. We need to know that we have we, we are bring money and we are cash flow rate. Well, where are you going? What are we going to do to grow? Where do you want to go? And we start with where they are now and they want to grow. Then we start working through the issues. And the issues are, well, I've got this recruitment retention problem. I keep losing people. I don't know whether to employ them. I don't know whether I should just stick with contractors. And the models we've created together, I've created these forecasting models that I've talked about. But what they really are underneath it, they are their business model that we've gone through all their people who works what, how many contractors, how many staff they got, what their skills are, themselves, how much clinic time they have, what they don't do. And then we've worked through, uh, you, you know, the customers they've got, who's, who, who are regular customers, who are uh, one-offs, the sort of brand name they've got. And so we've worked through their marketing strategy as well, built a business model around it. And then we've said, okay, now let's put that into a financial model with, you know, all their pricing, all their quantities, how much they sell, how many clinics they sell, how many hours they work with what utilization rate they've got, with what they pay their people. And then we start scenarioing and saying, okay, if I step back for one day a week or two days a week, so I can work on the business and grow the business, open another clinic, manage staff, do all those sort of things and have a bit of a work-life balance, I'm gonna lose 20% of the income I make. <laughs> and we say, well, yes, you, well, that is true. But now let's think about how do you it's use true, but it's, it's true, but only briefly if done properly. Yeah. I think the thing that people feel yeah. like it's the, that they're not mitigating that risk by then recognizing the time frame that would make it worthwhile. And if they don't, then they've not got the capacity for future growth. If they were, exactly. this is the thing that we, we both hear. And it's obviously I, I hear it 
only for a few sentences and then I give them your number. <laughs> but but generally, the consistency of those those inquiries is that yeah. people are just shit scared of making that decision because yeah. they feel that they're left so vulnerable when actually when you strip it back and if they've got a good plan as well as the right advice, then that vulnerability can be a very short-term moment that's then yeah. got so much upside. Now, one of the things I've, I've, I wanted to just ask though, before I forget, sorry to interrupt, is that how much is it that people like, like myself was in a not dissimilar position, slightly different because of the, the financial advice that we'd had that, that's more to do with timing than, than, than it was from capability on our side. But some people, how much of it is that the people don't know that they should be expecting that of their accountants mm. and actually that they're paying what is an appropriate market rate, that they should be getting that? And how much is it that realistically that that is something that is just an externality that needs to be added on or that really they need to seek out a third party in that yeah. sense. Like I, and I know that that will vary, but I just wondered, is it that they're being underserved and therefore overcharged? Or is it that actually that's just a conversation that they've not yet, they've not had and initiated, that they've probably got the people in their team, they've just not asked them for that advice? No, it's a really great question. And look, I, I can only be honest, and I always have been very, very honest uh, about uh, about it. I think accountants are trained to be accountants, and I'll, I'll, I'll just pause at that. When you begin to think as a business person, as a clinician, you need more. You need more value. It's a, it's a mindset. It's a whole different ballgame. And mm -hmm. frankly, you need to have had the experience of running businesses and doing those things to really be able to translate the techniques into reality of how businesses actually run apart from your own business. You're running an accounting business is just different to running a lot of other businesses. Now, most financial people would claim that they can give you advice as well. And, and that's not, it, it, is, it, is, it, is, it is not untrue. What I would say is the quality of advice that matters. And the only way you're gonna get that is from someone who actually thinks strategically, has run businesses, and knows what it is to be one, be a clinician, and to be a business person at the same time. And if you haven't got that skill set, you, you can't expect that from her. Most people, therefore, when they go to an accountant, buy compliance. They're just buying, do my accounts, do my tax. If you give, get some advice on the back of it, which they all claim they do, great, then fine. But most people don't know what you don't know. You can get a lot, lot right. more than that from a finance person, but you won't get it from your... Well, you will rarely get it from your accountant, let's be honest. And that's my experience. Yeah, there are sweet spots. And, and I think, you know, I've had ex experiences on both sides of that over the years uh, where, you know, you can sometimes have the, the same person, person is embodied. But generally, it's obviously through meeting you that I would vouch for that opinion of yours. I think one of the things that's interesting as well, back to our very early conversations, is that the penny dropped for me when you were speaking the language of healthcare. That mattered massively as well, because there is something that sometimes... You know, if, if you've got someone that's used to giving the financial advice to, to pet shops and hairdressers, these are service industries, but generally speaking, they are relevantly different when clinical quality is at the heart of good therapy business owners that are really wanting to offer care and, and, and also your experiences working in the health service and other independent sector providers in that space means that you it wasn't like you had to sort of train your mind in that direction and that you, you knew that there's 
this isn't chattel and commodities. These are these are things that, that matter in terms of the care delivery and that the numbers can support that. They're not in contrast, right? The business decisions and numbers support that care quality and being efficient there. I mean, you can help more people, which is often where people get into the therapy game. And I think that, that that's made a massive difference. And one of the things that's exciting me about this program as it's emerging that we've all put together for this Therapy Live business is that I just look at the content. I'm like, there's no crisp line between the business variables and the care quality. It's not as if one doesn't naturally integrate into the other. And when I first, you know, I would have been understanding as we put the program together, if there would have been a, almost like a translation piece we'd have needed to put together, but it's very much the same output, the outcomes that we're all striving for are the same. And that you've really you know, taught me and, and, and I've witnessed through your testimonials that we keep hearing from, from the people we've recommended um, to, to, to your direction is that, the, the, the no crisp lines thing I'm describing is something that clearly is sort of second nature to you, but it must come from that experience being in the industry um, yeah. as well. You know, how much has that, that experience influenced your ability and your confidence in advising therapy business owners? I mean, hugely. I, I think uh, partly what, before I started, uh, I mean, I've been helping entrepreneurial businesses for a long time, um, uh, but uh, not so much in uh, in, 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 in healthcare, if you like, because I've been working on the NHS and the big contracts in healthcare and private healthcare. But as I said, over the last couple of years, coming into healthcare entrepreneurial businesses, I, I've just been inspired to see, you know, because we get this blend of um, a, 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 a commitment to deliver good quality to patients because we have patients at the end of it that's what we really care about and it's mm. you know those are the values that we, we we have to that's the bedrock that we start from mm. and at the same time the disciplines that i found is that people then tend to shy away and somehow think that profitability needs to be constrained because of it and that's even growing businesses and i really want to break that barrier because everything i've seen in larger businesses healthcare businesses if you maintain your value systems as you grow, and that's about leadership, and that's why when I talk about financial strategic planning, remember there are three things that I talk about. I talk about measuring your finances, understanding your business model, and having the right team of people and culture. That is what the money will tell you. If you're making money, you've got those three things right. If you haven't, the money will tell you you haven't quite got it right. And that's what I mean about strategic finance. That's where you start from. Right. When you build it on that bedrock, you then build a plan that says, that's what I'm going to do based on what I'm not doing. Remember, you build a great set of, you know, we build a great set of values, a system that is going to get out there in a brand name. People are going to want and seek us out and come to us. We don't have to spend huge amounts of money on marketing. They'll be coming and seeking us. They're going to want to, us to go and speak elsewhere. So we're driving business just by being ourselves for a start. Of course, you've got to do strategic marketing. Of course you do. If we treat our people well, we're going to get that retention rate up. So I've been working through models with the clinical owners that I've been advising. And how do you retain staff more? Because it is so difficult currently to recruit. So what do you work on? Retention, brand name attracting people to you to great value systems and people talking about how you, how you not only deliver your service but you do what does that allow you to do so we've talked about retention bonuses we've and that incent yeah, that's it. Incent incentivizing all the key personnel i think as well it's such a good I'm, I'm willing to just you know for those that are listening that might not have heard me say this before but on these finance fridays i think i have given this before but what Obi's just described there is something that 
I feel like we've managed to do well with regards to the, the sort of the branding, the culture, the values. We go on about that all the time. We've been able to broadcast that. And so the marketing of that idea has been something that's transcended um, geography. But we weren't measuring well. We weren't, the, the numbers weren't, weren't, we weren't across that, right? That was just trying to, um, you know, a, a failure of my leadership in many ways was just not, not really having that attention to detail. So knowing to bring someone like Obi across that has been has been a massive revelation for us. And and it's amusing how quickly it pays for itself because of the way in which it creates an efficiency and also then only helps the culture because because really it offers that reassurance to you that you're then not making decisions on a whim and that you're actually then making the decisions based on what the numbers are assisting that reasoning process. And, and we talk about clinical reasoning, obviously, as, a, as, as, as clinicians, and that, you know, the, the, the language of diagnosis and prognosis, there's a reason why they transcend medicine and they start to naturally bleed into business is because they are not dissimilar processes. And so having people that can help to not just speak that language in jargon terms, but also recognize how to tap into that so that then you don't feel like this st stuff needs to be totally foreign to you is one of the things that's exciting, not just for obviously, you know, the, the, the stuff that we promote through financial work, through, through clarity, but also just what we're doing through Therapy Live Business and our partners through Elevate Your Clinic, Clarity Transformations, Mehab, the school. These are these are entrepreneurs who've got products that solve real world problems that we have in therapy business at the moment that are really worthwhile investments. So I mean we would say that, but just honestly listen to those testimonials that you'll you'll hear elsewhere. I've just noticed a comment that came through. I've been ignoring the chat a bit. I'm sorry guys, because uh, I've just stuck in conversation with Obi. But Paul uh, Krautwurst has said this is exactly what I'm looking for right now. Paul Please, um, I will, I'll be following up with you and make sure we, we point you in the direction and have a chat with Obi. I'm sure we can get get him a call, can't we, Obi? Um, if, you know, so, so, Paul, if you're still listening, um, I mean, I'll, I'll follow up with you. But if you could email info at physio-matters.com, that's the easiest way to just make sure that me and three others just make sure that we then point you in the direction so you can have a chat with Obi about what your needs are. Uh, because if that, if, if like you're saying, it is what you need, then you couldn't recommend him strongly enough. And there are several others, of course, that we hear from on a regular basis that that we we really want to uh, to to get that. I've just put the wrong thing up. We really want to get that under the noses of the right people because it's certainly it's it, for me the reason for us because for years we've been asked if we would do material in this direction, right? That, that people wanted Physio Matters to have a business show, and me and Rob Bevan have put one together more recently. That that when we were doing chewing it over, people were saying. Um, when we're talking about yeah more clinical examples or structural infrastructure stuff or strength and conditioning, then people were saying, can you do some shows on the specifics of these pain points that my businesses are in? And this is what these Finance Fridays are good for. But there's nothing better than tailoring it to your needs, right? We do that as clinicians. Get that TLC for your business um, and the right people make that happen. It's also why we're building Therapy Life Business. So if um, you know, Paul and anyone else that's listening, of course, um, then please make sure you've got your ticket. Um, so Saturday, 18th of September, 2021, Therapy Life Business, free tickets uh, for those that want to, uh, can attend on the day. And then, of course, you can get access to the content after the fact, three simultaneous streams, so you are not be able to get it all at once. And so therefore, if you want access to that, then you can buy that at a cut price on the ticket page uh, for 
then legacy access that you can get to after the fact, as well as then if you're a Physio Matters member, which I know many of you are, then you obviously get that material as part of your membership. Um, so, Obi, I just want to wrap us up by uh, inviting you to, to to reflect on what you feel Therapy Live business is going to do at this moment. So what is it about the timing of this as the world emerges from the pandemic and and, and, and the health system and, and the challenges it's got? Why is it, as I know you are, is it that you're so passionate about, about this moment in time as well as the content we're producing together? Yeah, it's a great time, I think, for AHPs and physios, osteopaths and so forth. I think it's gonna make a major contribution to healthcare, especially the integrated agenda that's going on in healthcare, with all the backlogs of everything we've got, and in terms of the health, you know, the mobility of the nation and the health aspects of the nation. I think you guys are going to play a massive role going forward. What I'd like to see is help entrepreneurial businesses like yourself grow beyond just your natural ability of maximizing and then getting stuck. And therefore, I hope that business uh, therapy business life is going to get ambitious business owners who want to get out there and do what they do well and really serve people well and make money growing by doing more of what they do to help them think strategically and help them have an advisor and a coach that actually gives them the tools to be able to do it and helps them go along and do that. I really hope it does that and it opens some their eyes on it, that they can do a lot more than where they are now. Amazing. No, that sounds great. And I agree with so much of that, especially with regards to timing. It's such an exciting time for us to step up and really offer services in, in, in an efficient manner that can really help the, the health of the nation, which, of course, is my wider lofty goal across all of my business ventures. So thank you so much for your support of the show. Thank you for your support, of course, of us and for coming on chewing it over with your time again. Talita has said she got her ticket straight after the first time I mentioned it a few weeks ago because she's a Kino. And so I've just put a little thing together that says, be like Talita. Get your tickets, <laughs> therapy-life.co.uk forward slash tickets. I should have put that up on, on the chat, which I haven't, but uh, it should be easy to find. Thank you so much as a, again for all your uh, comments and and feedback, including on email. I know that many of you, most of you, listen on the commutes and the next day or over the weekend and stuff, especially the financial materials that um, that we produce on Finance Friday. I know a lot of you busy clinic owners might be in clinic right now. You visit this stuff after the fact. Don't be... Don't be thinking we wouldn't listen to them or read the comments afterwards. Don't be shy to put them on wherever you might listen to it. We, we do get to them. We do read them. That feeds into the feedback loop and we produce shows for those needs. So any questions you have, we'll feed them forward to Obi or email info at physio-matters.com if you're interested and we'll put you in touch and we'll get some uh, get some calls together for Obi to give a, have a chat about how we might be able to help or, or signpost you, no doubt, to what could be and who could help uh, if that isn't him. But thank you so much as ever and Obi, we'll speak soon and, and look forward to seeing you on therapy live business mate thank you good to see you all bye-bye